Hi, the Black Talk Media Project would like to invite you to become a member of the BTR Community subscription-based social media platform. BTR Community is a platform that was set up for the listening audience of Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black radio network online. For just $24 per year, your subscription gives you access to an interactive space to share information with like-minded people with your privacy guaranteed. Your subscription will go a long way to help us maintain and improve our current media platforms. It will also help provide a budget so that we can begin the task of establishing localized media centers and radio stations across the United States. The best way to show your support and appreciation for what we do here at Black Talk Radio is to subscribe. Help us to help you be informed. Join btrcommunity.com today. Greetings, this is Scotty Reed, bringing you another Black Talk Radio News commentary. Please subscribe if you are on Black Talk Radio Network. Make sure that you subscribe. Join me on btrcommunity.com. Send me a friend request. Um, But this particular podcast is dedicated to uh, subscriber and audience feedback. As always, I want to thank you for your feedback and uh, opportunity to further engage with you, the audience. Now, on this episode, again, BTR News will revisit the BTR News podcast, the Willie Lynch letter, and the Black Attack on Black Identified Christians and try to address the issues brought up by audience members concerning it. So, yeah, we got um, some feedback on a couple of videos, but was all related back to that first one, the Willie Lynch letter and the Black Attack on Black Identified Christians and trying to express those issues. So um, on this one, I'm just gonna focus on one person, just like the last one, we just focused on on one audience member. And But first, let's go ahead and establish the purpose of this type of conversation and interaction. It is to have respectful exchanges of information. And in order to do that, you gotta have respectful dialogue. It is um, an intellectual ex- exercise in the furtherance uh, education and none of this stuff, I know we see it a lot on social media, but people who are putting on shows and having these intellectual debates for their intent of making someone else look bad make someone else look ignorant or what not well studied um you know and there's a whole industry built on that it's like you know you go into a boxing match with all of the you know who loud that's associated with these sort of events but that's not the purpose of this podcast black talk radio news so um the reason that i brought up afro christophobia in that last episode was to give commentary on my observation on how black identified Christians are just mercilessly attacked with misinformation, um, usually by people who've been indoctrinated to their point of view by somebody else and not really having dialogue of in any kind of constructive dialogue that is, and social media is certainly not conducive to constructive dialogue because people are not face-to-face and it's a little bit easier to be disrespectful of one another when, you know, a person's not sitting right in front of you. 
And so, but this is the very behavior encouraged by this fictional slaver named Willie Lynch, uh, who was in the fictional Willie Lynch letter to American slavers. And we've done another follow-up on that. Check out that video, uh, proving that Willie Lynch letter is a myth. Therefore, Willie Lynch is a myth. Um, but we're just going to look at some comments from one of our audience members named Cassidra. Now, she expressed some strongly believed views that are not unlike uh, some expressed by another audience member. And I hope to enlighten them both or anyone else that comes across this content and search your information about whatever subject matter that brought us to, brought them to this video based on keywords and, and things of that nature, how the internet uh, works. So the first of three comments from Cassidra reads as follows. The first of three comments from Cassidra reads as follows. Christianity is connected to white supremacy. Look at the KKK who say they are Christians, end quote. That is a good observation in peeping the symbols the Ku Klux Klan used and use on their robes, used and presently used on their robes, and of course burning crucifixes is an interesting choice that the sons and daughters of the Confederacy would use a Christian symbol connected to the crucifixion of a Middle Eastern, North African, non-white man who is represented as being the ultimate sin eater and a representation of radical truth, justice, and tolerance, and is referred to in scripture as the Prince of Peace, but no doubt that these Christians use the cross as in cross burnings quite a bit to intimidate their victims. So the cross, you know, representing salvation and all, or more accurately, a sacrifice by a non-white man to pay for the sins of the world if the world or the people in it would just confess, repent, and keep his two commandments of love God with all your heart and treat everybody else the way you would want to be treated. Love your neighbor. Two commandments. Real simple. But I imagine seeing these photos, that will, this would be quite confusing to my 11-year-old grandson who goes to church a lot with his great-grandmother. So he, he knows a little something about Jesus and Christianity and I imagine that would be confusing. He would say something like Grandpa, why do these these men in these outfits got crosses on, on them? Why are they burning a cross? Jesus wouldn't like that. I could, I could hear, hear my grandson saying that now. If and when I have to have that conversation with my grandson I would ask the once popular question in the form of a phrase which was capitalized upon by a capitalist that put what would Jesus do on an armband and sold millions of them. But what was that question? Oh, it, I just stated it. What would Jesus do? I guess the logical path would be for someone to open up the books referred to in the Bible as the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. To see if Jesus or Jesus Christ from which the word Christian is used to refer to those who follow his teachings. See if this person was a terrorist who went around with 12 other terrorist disciples lynching people based on their skin color and or perceived national origin burning families out of their homes and or 
firebombed any synagogues and churches like the KKK is known for. Not he or she is a Christian, which I would not do. But if I was going to do that, I would start with asking that person, which of these scriptures did Christ give permission to mistreat or exclude anyone from human fellowship based on their skin color or national origin or phenotypes, melanin content or lack thereof? Which one of these scriptures gave you as a Christian that permission? Is it Galatians? Chapter 3, verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Or we can throw Galatians chapter 3, 26 through 28 at them. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So again, where in Jesus' teaching or any other scriptures does it get that type of permission to mistreat people? to exclude people, to terrorize people. Come on. Then there's Colossians chapter 3, verse 11. Here there is not a Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all in, in all. Cassidra also writes, we have to know what Christianity is connected to, Roman Catholic Church, pedophilia, and homosexuality, how can a church be so powerful connected to devils? I would say Cassidra has some strong feelings about pedophilia and homosexuality, as millions of people do. Let's think on this allegation that the Roman Catholic Church specifically and Christianity in general, or the teachings of Jesus, promotes pedophilia. I don't need to go to the four Gospels to see if that is what, in fact, Jesus and his disciples went around promoting and engaging in like an ancient forerunner to Nambala or something. If anyone can find those kinds of scriptures in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, please post them in the comments. Now, also, Cassidra is taking the actions of individuals, a group of individuals, uh, in one particular church, the Roman Catholic Church, to, to suggest that this is evidence of what Christians teach. Pedophiles are reported to be religious and non-religious. People in Catholic and Protestant churches have engaged or been accused of the sinful behavior, but other individuals accused of the same have been found to be members of the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, teachers associations working in sports, daycare operators and many other careers and industries you will find these people come from now let's not forget that a famous member of the nation of islam was alleged to have engaged in this incorrect behavior but is it not incorrect to say that the nation of islam or any sect of islam is connected to pedophilia in terms of homosexuality jesus said he who is without sin, let them cast the first stone, as in stoning the death a woman accused of adultery, who was actually a sex worker, 
the man, her client was married. So she gets stoned to death for his adultery. Okay. So that's what we're talking about here. Um, like abortion, my view is people's behaviors are like abortions in that like an abortion is between a woman and her doctor. Any activity between humans is between them and God, if they have one. And going back to one of the two golden rules as spoken of earlier, love your neighbor as you would love yourself or simply how would you like to be judged and treated by your neighbors, although I'm sure there are those who would, if they could get away with it, stone their neighbors to death for more than just their sexual attractions. And finally, we've reached the final comment from Cassidra. And I want to thank Cassidra for her interaction with the content, leaving those comments. I don't know if I really saw any questions, um, but the comments allowed me to answer some questions. But here's the last comment. We weren't Christians before we got to America. We didn't eat pork. We had a special diet. We worshiped on Saturday. We believed in the Torah and obeyed to statue laws and commandments. So, I do not know the family history of Cassidra or where on the planet she has access to internet to find this content online, but most of the African descendant people outside of the continent of Africa are descendants of victims of slavery like I am. The victims were hunted and captured all over Africa from its southern tip to its northernmost border and exported from different ports all over Africa into the world as chattel property in the context of quote-unquote we. We don't all share common ancestral ties, and those victims could have been practicing one of the many, many versions of spirituality expressed as traditional or indigenous African religions practiced by the various tribes, which number in the hundreds. The Abrahamic religions of Judaism, Islam, and Christianity were practiced by ancient Africans thousands of years before the period known as the transatlantic slave trade that deposited the ancestors of the victims um, or the victims of slavery on North American shores, South America, Asia. I mean, if you look at the map, they were exported all over the world, different parts unknown to them at the time. There is no way possible to determine the spiritual practices of every individual, mostly unknown to us, these victims of slavery. Um, we don't know what they engaged in prior to their capture, but whatever it was, it was not enough to prevent their capture and enslavement. There is no we in this context. Now, you seem to be an adherent or proponent of Judaism since you mentioned Jewish practices and using the Torah or Old Testament to live by, including all this strict ritualistic requirements, which, you know, we Christians believe that, that Jesus fulfilled all those requirements. So all we got to do is love God with, with all our heart by loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, meaning treat people the way you want to be treated. And by doing so, you fulfill all the law and the prophets. But, you know, that's your choice. And I'm going to respect your choice and other people should respect your choice without mocking you for it.
lastly, in terms of how to identify a true Christian, it's very simple. Learn the works of the one that's called Jesus. Uh, you can find mostly his words in red in the four Gospels. That is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament version of the Bible. So that's how you identify. You find out what he says. You find out what he did, what he taught, and then line that up with a person's thoughts, speech, and behavior. All right. So just look for what he's teaching on matters, matters concerning justice, and then see if a person or institution claiming to be Christian, if their actions line up with the teachings. It should be easy to determine that people in groups like the Klan, a bunch of terrorists, are not practicing quote unquote real Christianity. The book of Matthew talks about KKK Christians and those who who also don't wear their white supremacist beliefs on their sleeves. And we can go to the book of Matthews for that. You will know them by their fruits. Very simple concept. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but are inwardly, they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from the thorn bushes or figs from the thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Very simple concept in identifying, quote unquote, Christians. Well, that's all I have on this topic for now. Feel free to reach out and suggest other topics or stories that you would like BTR News to cover. To bring this episode to a conclusion, I'm going to leave you with some famous black identified Christians and their words on their faith. Until next time, peace and blessings to all. I believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I endorse the Nicene Creed. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that God lives for me. As for all men, and no condition you can impose upon me by deceiving me about Christianity will cause me to doubt Jesus Christ and to doubt God. I shall never hold Christ responsible for the commercialization of Christianity by the heartless men who adopt it as the easiest means of fooling and robbing other people out of their land and country. Marcus Garvey Harriet Tubman was not satisfied with her own freedom after escaping north from a Maryland plantation. She made 19 return trips to the south and helped deliver at least 300 fellow slaves boasting, I never lost a passenger. Her guidance of so many to freedom earned her the nickname Moses after the Old Testament biblical figure that led the Hebrews out of bondage. Tubman's friends and fellow abolitionists claimed that the source of her strength came from her faith in God as deliverer and protector of the weak. I always told God, she said, I'm going to hold steady on you, and you've got to see me through. In an appendix to his autobiography, Narrative of the Life of an American Slave, published in 1845, 
Frederick Douglass clarified that he was not opposed to all religion, but only the Christianity of a slave-holding America. I love the pure, peaceable, and impartial Christianity of Christ. I therefore hate the corrupt slave-holding, women-whipping, cradle-plundering, partial and hypocritical Christianity of this land. Indeed, I can see no reason but the most deceitful ones for calling the religion of this land Christianity. I look upon it as the climax of all misnomers, the boldest of all frauds, and the grossest of all libels. That little man in black there, he says women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Where did Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with it. Sojourner Truth. 